0: Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Welcome to Self Helpful. I'm your guide, Kevin Miller, and I curate the sea of new personal development messages to bring the most influential leaders onto this show. Join me as I question my guests. To better understand their counsel so we can all integrate the wisdom into our lives because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others the self-helpful podcast is presented by ziggler your premier source for equipping coaches visit ziggler.com hello self-helpful listeners in this episode what to do about the threat of diabetes these episodes by the way were formerly called functional friday but they were now going to land on random days so we've renamed them simply peak wellness and my premise is that our health and wellness is our foundation that we build everything else on all this self-help happens from us from our bodies Uh, So the more we strengthen them, the more and better we can apply new information and take action on it. So in this episode, we continue on with major health issues brought to us by listeners and we're now going to hit on diabetes uh, there are some people with legit type 1 diabetes there are significant things that you can do to minimize the symptoms deal with those uh, which you're about to hear i'm joined by my uh, co-host for these shows randy james medical doctor functional medicine expert and my best friend and as you'll hear him say we are all on the spectrum Of diabetes. Over half of America is now struggling with either type 1 diabetes or the most prevalent issues, type 2 diabetes and pre diabetes. Uh, And around minute 13 in this show, actually with the intros and stuff, I don't know if it is, but uh, as we start talking with Randy about 13 minutes in, you get into the relevance of a ketogenic diet we talk about. And around minute 30, we discuss how the average family pursuing health is still missing it so often and at risk this is info that as a as an individual as a parent I wish I had known long ago but I'm grateful to learn now so in the magic pill question had a lot of people ask about diabetes though and and I want to get into that because we've got the. you know I was just looking at the stats you've rattled them off at this point I think they're saying one in three Americans has prediabetes. and then and so I, I think the bulk of our merit is going to be around that. But we did have a a handful of people to that question talk about just dealing with, if they had a magic pill, it would cure their type 1 diabetes. Right. So I think that's the minority. But for those folks, I mean, you've had type 1 diabetes, and I don't think you can say you've cured type 1 diabetes. Yeah, correct. Uh, Type 1,
1: type 2, very different situations.
0: Although, Here's
1: the thing about type one is in recent years, even in the endocrinology world, I would submit that many of them, and I don't have statistics for this, but type one is likely an autoimmune condition. And that's what equal, you know, two times ago, I think we talked about autoimmune and nobody thinks about type one diabetes. But if you consider that it's basically the beta, cells uh or the pancreatic cells that are responsible for secreting the insulin basically get attacked by your own immune system and they then dysfunction okay and by the time it's ever found they're destroyed right and so the kid is 2 or 10 or 15 or, or 40 and that would be more unusual for it to be later on. But then all of a sudden, you know, they get sick, they go to the ER and they're in diabetic ketoacidosis, right? And super sick. It's like, oh my gosh, we have now found type 1 diabetes. But why is it there? And what happened? And that's always been a mystery as to what leads to type 1. And it's it's fascinating to me that even though we call it type 1, type 2, it's essentially different. These are different pathological processes. But type 1, you know, could theoretically be thought of as, as an autoimmune condition, some of them, and so why don't we screen our, you know, at what age, at one, at two, at three, to screen people for antibodies to the pancreatic beta islets, uh, islet cells and, and what would that then, would we find pre-type 1 yeah. people and okay well what's triggering the immune system to do that there's a connection to dairy interestingly there's and and then we go right back into well what's the nutrition is there stressful environment at home is there abuse is there and we don't know yeah. and so type one now the people that wrote in and said gosh what a what a pain in the rear and it is it's just a tremendous pain in the rear yeah. to have to do your own insulin um but that's probably not today's topic. Is well,
0: it? well, but but I will ask this. I mean, so if I'm out there as these folks are with type 1 diabetes. If you Dr. James wake up tomorrow and boom, you have type 1 diabetes. What are you going to do? Yeah. So how do you
1: make So I would look at type 1 people and I would never say, "Oh, if you just change your diet, we can cure that." I would say, "How do you can you be becoming, just like I would say to Kevin Miller, a more resilient, more capable, less brittle type one. So there's lots of type ones that, you know, it's like they have to take their sugars and do the insulin 10 times a day to, to feel right because they're so brittle. They're so, and they have to keep changing their sugars all or their, their dosing regimen all the time. And these days we have continuous glucose monitors and we've got,
0: you know, the patches on your arm. You can always know what your glucose level is. Yeah. I'm used to seeing now people, you know, you go to eat over here and we're going to get sushi and they look at, okay, I'm going to order this based on that. I'm going to, dial up yeah mm-hmm. and now they wear it on their belt yeah
1: they dial it in the machine does it automatically so these are the insulin pumps yeah. you know so it's 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 amazingly more it, better than it was in the past and so the the technology there and it, it's good to be an american with good I was say, so,
0: so thank goodness for those yes. things but if you're wanting to be you know we're back to the okay so you're you have type one what performance level do you want what disability right. are you okay with? We had, uh, if you, you remember years ago when we had the elite runners that stayed at our house yeah. for altitude training. Uh, one of them, one of the guys on the team, I think we only had him once or something like that. But his, uh, he was known as, he's, he's severely asthmatic. I mean, huh. he has asthma. Yeah. And so he's you know, however old, you know, 19 or 25, I don't know what he was. And he's also, you know, heading towards the Olympics, but he, he, that was his, uh, I wish I had his name. I I didn't think about it until now, but he had a blog and everything He says this is what I have to do as an asthmatic to be able to do that. So all my buddies are over here on the team doing XYZ. I'm doing that. Plus I'm doing all that. Now he wanted a performance level. And so his life was around monitoring and managing his, uh, deficiency, uh, his brokenness in there. So, on that, you're type one diabetes. I guess that would, that'd be interesting. So, you know, Randy, what would what would you do? And you'd say, well, based on I'm assuming what you want to do. So the next, so this year, do you want to do the uh, the Pikes Peak Ascent uh, marathon? You did the marathon. I did the ascent. You did the whole marathon. Do you want to do that? Are you competing for the nationals in the Masters track and field or ultimate frisbee or something? Or do you are you okay to not do any of that anymore? got diabetes, but you do want to do your work. You do want to be able to do X, Y, Z. I mean, how are you going to adjust? For, for type one, I'd say the
1: biggest adjustment is I'm going personally, I'm just going to jump into no carb, mm. right? Like a very, very low carb type of approach. And so you're, you're fueling yourself down a ketogenic pathway. Mm-hmm and and i and and i think the conjecture there is you will be much less of a brittle person much more resilience and capacity and less revolving around how many carbs am i eating and how much do i have to give myself and this and that and the other and and i'm not saying by any means that that's going to you know ameliorate everybody's problems but if it's me and on the front side in type 1 i'm going to jump down that pathway of very low carb, very consistently get into ketosis, stay
0: there and reassess my performance. So there's things you're doing dietarily right now that you would change based on a diabetic diagnosis.
1: Type one type one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. And, and that's what I would do. I would go down that pathway. Um, we have a very brittle, very brittle patient who has been in Colorado has Barbara Davis Center and that's up in Denver. And that's one of our our friend that had the daughter with the type one. And, yeah. and uh, so world-renowned center also making statements about the autoimmune likely connection. And so do you treat people then with the immunomodulators and things like that? Can you cure it? Can you rebirth the pancreatic function to, so the body can start managing itself. And again, I think these are areas of research and looking into the future, but this one patient, and so her brittleness was now impacting her liver function and her other immunological areas and so we worked a lot on the basics omega-3 she had tremendous vitamin d deficiency several and i think all of those things just impacted her more stronger and now that we're doing that and and she and her mom will say wow you know just doing these other things over here have made the diabetes better Mm -hmm. so so down the type one pathway it's a much more um medically oriented diagnosis than lifestyle oriented okay and so there's less lifestyle things to do down that pathway i i say that but then i would say but hang on a minute we don't really know and that's where i think for any type one that has never jumped down those more extreme kind of pathways of fasting even you know that's a that would be a really tricky kind of thing because you can't do insulin if you're fasting well then what do you do well that's ketogenesis your body just like you if you fast you didn't inject any carbs into your mouth well your body's flopping over to a different way of doing metabolism yeah and I think that would give those people more resilience and capacity and stability but it is definitely not a magic pill
0: yeah okay so then pre-diabetes and yeah I looked at the you know, I, I pulled up just you know some of the Google stats. So I, I don't know, this is diabetesresearch.org. It's saying ten and a half percent of the U.S. population has diabetes, and th- that doesn't—it's not differentiating between type one or type two in that stat that I know of.
1: Uh, well, let's just assume type two. That's going to be type two.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, it says type one diabetes accounts for about five point two okay. percent of all diagnoses. But then you come over here to the bigger one, and I think the more important one, and this is from uh, CDC. Uh, uh, Pre-diabetes, one in three Americans have pre-diabetes.
1: Right, so it's it is it's a scourge. It's a and when in early in my you know I started I was I graduated ninety eight so twenty years as a doc, and back then you know in the zeros early two thousands an older person who back then is 60 and these days would be 80 but people would come in and say you know I don't want to have diabetes check me out for diabetes I just I don't want to be diabetic and even back then I'm saying that, that is the wrong That that is that is like smoking a pack a day and saying just check me out for cancer just you know as long as I don't have cancer I'm okay and I'm like well you're trying to get cancer yeah. this is the way to get cancer and and then okay there's the the analogy of cancer breaks down but over here people are now normalizing diabetes and just saying well gosh it's just it's genetic it's the way i grew up it, it just
0: is um i'm okay with it just like obesity well, let me well okay i'm gonna ask that let me ask some layman's terms thing. because thrown around with along with uh, or around diabetes i hear a lot of insulin resistance type statements blood sugar levels, you know, whatever. I got to eat my blood Mm -hmm. sugar. That's thrown around. Is that, are we talking the same thing or are there some different Yeah.
1: And I love this topic. This is a daily topic with multiple people and people who are listening, you know, a third of whom can be statistically in this category. Is that the patient yesterday? Didn't you say you just had somebody? Oh yeah. One of the guys uh, we, well, he, I don't want to say we, he cured like last labs, I'm so like, he had type 2? Type 2, you're in. Like you've got the defined diagnosis. How,
0: how old, guy?
1: 70. Uh, oh. And he, we, we did our fast club with him, and he's doing the fasting strategy, low carb and all of that. And so he's doing prolonged fasting. And here we are, you know, 60-plus days later, and his numbers are now non-diabetic. Wow. He's still in the pre-diabetic numbers, but he went from – the diagnosis to not the diagnosis. Yeah. Now, ridiculously, the American medical system will call that diet controlled diabetes. You're still diabetic, but you're diet controlled. Okay. Uh, that's like me looking at you and say, Kevin, you are like willpower controlled lung can- not lung cancer. Well, like the alcoholic, or the- yeah. once an alcoholic always. Yeah, okay. like they will call you a diabetic, like that diagnosis will stay on there, but you're diet controlled. Okay. It's like being like you would look at me right now and say, I'm an, I'm a diet controlled obese person. Okay. (laughs) And uh, so the ridiculousness of the American medical kind of uh, languaging there or whatever, I, I said, Dave, you're cured. Yeah. Well, you are curing. Yeah. Just like you right now are curing obesity by not going down that pathway. Yeah. Well, a third of our population, that is 100 million people, and you know, however many, um, if that's just adults that we're talking about, uh, are in the pre-diabetic place with insulin resistance. So it's a scale. We talk about this all the time. You're, all of us are on the spectrum of diabetes.
0: Well, so let me ask again, the big, my big 10,000 foot layman's question of here we are, let's just take America. We're uh, more and more, uh, eating less health you know bad lifestyle right. choices we're not sleeping enough we're stressing too much well, right. yeah, yeah, we're doing what we're doing over here and then we've got these categories so you're going along and then something breaks and it's going to manifest uh, okay. in somebody so this person's lifestyle is going to manifest and they've got autoimmune issue this one is going to have you know heart disease this one is going to have you know whatever is this just it's one of those variation uh, uh manifestations is di- diabetes is that fair or is that yes or are there certain things more specific lifestyle things that are leading to that one manifestation?
1: Okay, in that particular case are there more specific things? Well, yeah, glucose and exercise. Okay. Are, are for sure. But I think that your your picture there is a decent one if you're in 5th grade right? Like it's just too simple. Okay, because every one of those people groups that then it manifests as a heart attack or manifests as a this, I'm saying no, 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 every single person in America, including me, and you are on the spectrum of autoimmune,
0: okay.
1: are on the spectrum of overweight, underweight are on the spectrum of insulin resistance or insulin sensitivity. Every single person has the capacity to be diabetic. Yeah. Now, some are born with an increased
0: predisposition. Predisposition. So, so we're back to the genetics. You see, you have yeah. genetics. So, so we're all, everybody listen to this. You have a genetic uh, soup. Leaning. Oh, leaning. Well, Okay, okay soup, whatever. Yeah. That is going to make you more, or on that scale, more or less already predisposed.
1: Yes, that's right. But not then,
0: predestined. Right. But your lifestyle then is going to pull, pull the, trigger the trigger or... which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to dot ocom Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin.
1: Everybody's got a loaded gun for everything, right? And we're all going to die. So everybody has the capacity for skin cancer. But if you're a Caucasian, you are more predisposed to skin cancer compared yeah. to other skin types. Yeah. And if you are born Native American, then you are genetically more predisposed to the kind of thing that leads to prediabetes, diabetes, obesity than compared to the average somebody else. Which
0: again, for those of you, you know, if you haven't heard the other shows, I have uh, two uh, adopted kids who are Native American and, and they I, have issues. I'm one of them. Right, so well, I have a, a card. Sco- they would scoff at you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm one one hundredth Cherokee. They're Chickasaw. They're a hundred percent. But that's that's
1: my point. I am less predisposed than they are, right. based on that genetic whatever.
0: Well, so again, they can't. So they came out predisposed already. Now they both were born and raised initially on the reservation. So they were not only predisposed, then they were then put. They
1: began the lifestyle. They began
0: the lifestyle. That's right. And so their trigger was being pulled. My little That's one right. for four years, my older one is still in it, you know. Uh, but my
1: skin type compared to yours is less predisposed to skin cancer because of my Native American okay. heritage compared to your Northern European whatever, if you know. And, you know, and that would be true across the board for everybody mm-hmm. and, and diabetes. And now, you know, so the genetic piece and, and the genetic code, the human genetic code in 1999 and 2000 was when, uh, you know, giant news announcements, Bill Clinton, several billion dollars investment. Hey, we, we cracked the code and everybody thought, okay, we're going to cure diabetes. We're going to cure cancer. We're going to cure everything. And, and what they found was everybody can be pre-diabetic and there's dozens of genes that are related to the predisposition to diabetes or not and when you start looking at the permutations of the genetic you know the way we're all put together it's infinite complexity so there you are not going to do precision medicine based on genetics but it's stupid
0: it is. The, the concept is stupid. Stop eating this. Is, this. this is, here, let's get spiritual. Because we're we we're, were talking this morning about um or no, it was yesterday, about uh predestination, right? So folks here, we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, Oh boy, are we go gonna solve the, it? Go, go down the Christian well that was the, the discussion there. Do you believe in predestination, you know, or, or free will. Or free will. Can I uh, can I pursue and accept and acknowledge God and then can I willfully abandon God and lose my you know salvation and of course we side on the side of free will so whatever you think about that spiritually and if we just lost you uh sorry <laughs> but on that so diabetes you mean seriously you're going to give me a medicine or something like that that keeps me from being do i can pound enough donuts to give myself <laughs> diabetes no matter what meta but it's terrible i don't want that i don't want that band-aid no to-
1: americans do want that they want it very desperately that's the magic pill question is well some do all right but most and I think we're talking to people in our audience of so the people like, no, 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 I'm willing to, you know, temper my donuts to give my body
0: resilience and it, capacity. It, but if we're eating in a way, so if America's eating as they are right now, going along, same lifestyle choices, same lifestyle style design that's that's leading towards death and illness and, and and handicap, and now we get a pill that stops the manifestation of diabetes, okay. Yeah, that does not mean... There's there's no health in that. that I was going to say
1: it does not have much of an impact on resilience, vitality, capacity. It just is going to band aid that one. It's going to keep
0: you from that. Yeah, from that from, from the, the
1: depths of that section of pathology. But your, pathology, per, but your yeah.
0: performance physically, psychologically, don't is I, going to be I, just as declined. I would say, gosh, I, I think resilience and capacity is a better word than performance. Okay. It just. Well, so capacity. So, so that's okay. it. So if I'm sitting here trying to write a brilliant book and I'm going to take a pill to keep me from having diabetes, there's no way my brain can be at the capacity that than if I was living in a healthful way that there staved go. off diabetes that's naturally. Right. But will taking that pill
1: increase your potential capacity compared to not taking that pill? And the answer is yes. And that's that's exactly but the this, healthcare
0: system. We pay trillions of dollars. I say this is uh, high blood pressure meds. Yes, that I'll never all of our meds. I'll never forget the guy when. So you have. I'll tell the story. You have a, I mean, it wasn't a traditional practice, but you have an insurance based model, and you had patients that were seeing you. as there's you're just their doc. They like you because you're nicer, and you talk with them more about their issues. But you know, it's still we're, we're you know you're going through. Then you change. Yeah. and say, no, I'm going to, I'm here to really help people. I'm going to help you get better. That is my point. And you're going to pay out of pocket for it. And the one guy that said, I just rather take the pills.
1: <laughs> and, and yeah, no, he he got much better. He got off his statin medications. He had
0: a life change and he's like, yeah, I'd, I'd rather I'm gonna take go the back pill. and have my donuts and my whatever. And it, but his, his, but there, okay. You don't want to use performance, but his capacity is going to decline. Yes. It can't be the best. So now we're back to what you know, how much do you want? So yes. if you want the highest capacity, you don't give a rat's butt about a diabetes blocker pill. That's right.
1: If that's right, it's the best prevention is pro action. Yeah. Right. The best defense is a really good offense. Just be on your side of the field scoring touchdowns over here. You don't have to worry about defense. If it worked that let, way.
0: Let me, let me ask this question. I, and I meant to ask it earlier. If, 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 you know, if somebody's out there, because I'm sure you've had the person, somebody is out there, somebody like like us, somebody like me, and they're exercising, and they're eating pretty clean. Can they still? I guess if they're sure. pre, if they have some genetics, they sure. can still be pre, pre. What would be the symptoms of? I don't even know that. What are the symptoms of, Because. I mean, you know, even on the, so this is the CDC, you know, it was like, what's, what are the, I know this is WebMD, you know, the types, types, uh, the causes of type two diabetes. And of course, they always try to be real sensitive because they don't want to offend anybody. And they say, you know, it's mainly overweight, obesity, and inactive lifestyle. Those, those are the main things. And what leads to those? I hope everybody listening to that has an idea of what leads. I would even, you know, it's, it's, it's not
1: overweightness. The thing that causes overweightness is nutrition and exercise, and those are the same things that cause diabetes, over weight. You know, don't hear that weight causes diabetes. Weight is a consequence. It's the things that cause weight, yes. the same things, but can yeah. I still, you know, in theory? Yes, the answer is. What would be
0: my symptoms?
1: Uh, well, it depends on if we're talking about pre-diabetes or diabetes. So if you wake up tomorrow and have diabetes, then it's polydipsia, polyuria, poly no something or is. well, these are the medical school. I know. You know. don't same. How do I feel? Uh, well if you're peeing oh. out your glucose right if you cannot that 's what high blood sugar is you cannot keep your sugar out of your blood and into your cells
0: you're still going ask answer, I, i'm getting i 'm
1: getting there and so when your sugar then floats around in your bloodstream it changes the metabolism and so you wind up peeing a lot so because uh through we always talk about osmosis uh, and you know but it will pull pull water out of your cells to balance out the increased glucose in the bloodstream and you got to pee that off
0: is it going to be like a different like yellower or clear
1: or if you taste it it'll be sweet that's gross that and that used to be the diagnostic way hundreds of years ago they would taste the, the physician would taste the urine huh. and sweet urine is like oh now you've got diabetes but you're already way down that pathway yeah um and therefore you also get very thirsty so that's the kids with type 1 they're just thirsty 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 and they are peeing, and p and and because of that you're not getting glucose into the cells and the type 1s will lose weight you never see an overweight type 1 huh. they're always even our friend and
0: daughter you know they're skinny that's they're, true i have i have some relatives that are type 1 and they're not they're never overweight, overweight. i have some relatives who are type 2 they're, they're always obese. overweight yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: and and so huh. it's it's a different it's a different disease they shouldn't have the same name And so for a type 2, you almost never have these symptoms because it's the slow ongoing. It's like the guy with lung cancer. You don't wake up one day and start coughing. Yeah. It's been... So what would be symptoms of pre? Nearly none. Wow. It is. And that's why you you need a doctor to go and get the labs and interpret them. I was going to say, would you see
0: it on labs? Yes. What would you see?
1: Yes. So these are the the questions. And like we talked about the other day, and, and we're trying to create a product where people can... You know go and get labs like the ones that we talk about that you don't need a doctor but so uh you're you're fasting glucose you're fasting insulin mm-hmm. your a1c your oh, oral yes. so glucose this, tolerance this, so you've
0: got all my stats on those and i i guess I uh, yeah ahead.
1: these are the ones we do all the time. i think this ought to be done in everybody all the time at least yearly until you establish points on a curve that you know you're not becoming pre-diabetic and then periodically thereafter is what just like you can't feel the beginnings of high blood pressure high cholesterol or liver disease or any of those things and that's where we say gosh god has blessed us with all these great labs that we can do Mm -hmm. um and now there's there's they're starting to develop insulin resistance markers so each of the labs kind of compete well here's our proprietary algorithmic numbers of how we so we use the quest one that has an insulin resistance marker but then so then once you get deeper into that rabbit hole then your physiologists will start to debate about the best ones but for people out there in general your fasting glucose i would argue in general for people ought to be under 90. And different labs will you know call normal you know they'll draw a line at most of them will say at 99 yeah and i'd say under 90 would be a better indication and an a1c uh under 5.4 is a better indication and so then once you get on the other side of that what if you're 5.5 and you have a fasting glucose of 95 are you diabetic are you pre and I'd say you're becoming pre yeah you know I hate to tell you this Kevin but in reality you're you're pre-death and you need to buy more vitamins from me <laughs> we have people at a Bible school in our town that you know don't like to they that that. don't like to hear, don't hear that, like to that, hear that, that you're, 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 you're pre And in, in fact you're already dying we could say that i'm looking at the wrinkles on your skin and if that continues inside your body you're going to die yeah. and right we're all on the spectrum of every single subset of pathology and on the insulin resistance side you have some degree of insulin resistance and you are mostly insulin sensitive and we saw that in the lab test although i think that was one of the areas where in you we said huh kind of curious now if you get into endurance athletics like uh dave our 100 miler guy and his glucose levels were high way higher than expected and and we don't know why these endurance people you know it it, when you get into the extremes of performance then the labs get a little wonky just like your bmi scales if you're a big buff guy you're not gonna look right on on the weight charts right um so we throw off those guys right like they they need a sports medicine kind of an approach but for the average people you know fasting glucose under 90 a fasting insulin under five right And if, if you look at the charts of what's normal or what's the statistical average you know if you're at 11 or 15 I would be screaming at that person, man, You know what? if your goal in life is to be becoming pre-diabetic and insulin resistance, you're on that pathway.
0: Okay. So good job. That, okay, and that's what I, I wanna ask. I'm actually gonna timestamp this uh, to tell people in the intro, because if, let's take the average, No, it's not, let's, well, yeah, the average American family. Okay. But I'm gonna preface what I'm gonna say is average. You know, the, this is an educated, decent income, you know, these are intelligent people. I've, I'm trying to be politically you just correct. Unaverage them. <laughs> well, I I know. Okay, but these are these are people who are generally aware. Okay, they're aware of financial of what creates okay. financial you know health and wellness. It's an aspiring people. That's why okay. which is our podcast audience. If you are listening to a podcast like this, you're going to be in that aspiring. What I'm going to call okay. an aspiring crowd. You're, you're looking for bettering yourself in general. Okay, so where do you see them? Because we've talked about people, we're not going to name them here, but you talk about a family and you you're, you're, you're kind of angsty with them. Look, they they know, they know good things. These are intelligent people. Holy smokes, Why are they eating the way or living the lifestyle or letting their kids do X, Y, Z? And they're the ones that are going to pop up with a pre-diabetic or, or, or a type two diabetic kid, or they themselves are going to get it at age whatever 45 yeah, or something yeah. like that like just the they're going along with the flow and they think it's normal and it's fda approved food you know and i i'm eating it's pretty healthy you know you, you eat much gluten nah just a couple few pieces of bread a day and you're <laughs> hardly going, any where are we primarily missing it because of course we can talk about the you know the native americans and they're living on I, you know, I can go to Gout, New Mexico, and stand at Walmart, and you can see what's happening. I mean, they're yeah. coming out, and then it's just a pile of sugar in, in various. Forms. Uh, well, I'd say that's
1: a that, I, that's going to be my answer is sugar, carb, glucose.
0: Okay, where are they missing it though? Where are they? Where would they be surprised because they're not reading the labels as much as you and I are, and they think it's probably good. It's gluten free or it's you know low fat or it's whatever, and they have no idea the amount of what just sugar that's in process yeah, food the,
1: the the breakdown of your uh percentage of carbohydrates i would say it this way: that most of those people are over sugared over and it's in all of those areas you know the the basic meal prep that that winds up being there's always a rice a potato a bread a a carb there's almost always that now we have we also have the low carb people now who are are recognizing that and there's many products out there and okay um yes but still most of us and the average group of people are going to be on the overcarb
0: side okay you, you talked about this on the show and i don't remember what it is though How, what's the explanation for uh asians over here who are living on a lot rice, of rice yeah and they're not obese and they're not pre-diabetic Yeah,
1: uh, actually, so the numbers are there probably in terms of the percentage of change of recently are are right equal with us in Japan, probably not so much in China. But the percentage of change now that Western mindset, fast food, those kind of things and uh, the way that so for rice production, the processing um, is changing even what's going on with them. And they're not overweight, but there's a lot, a lot, a lot in, in even the Asian predisposition. And so um, working with and even in the podcast that I listen to, if you go to the Western United States and California, the a, there's the, there's an Asian sort of body. Just like we talk about Native American, there's a body type and a predisposition uh-huh. that Asian American, Filipino, we've got a patient here, with Filipino, and they're skinny fat. It's it's just classic skinny fat. They're not overweight, but they've got a skinny fat metabolism and if you look at the you know so asians and i think it was called the honolulu study when they leave their home of you know heritage and then and then begin even a very aspiring healthy southern california got a good job kind of lifestyle the amount of disease is the same as everybody else in america Mm -hmm. and so um it, it you know and i don't Get into you know percentages of carbs on your meal and percentages of proteins and things like that, and even you know I've shared with you that we're doing our fast club here, and so for me, there was a few days a week of doing one meal a day and then really trying to just reduce the carbs
0: and well and break it's hard. that down you know we had uh oh we had Angelo you know Poli on the show recently talking about carbs, and I mean there are different types of carbs i mean even even okay, white yes. rice and brown rice there's a difference yes? yeah yeah in the glycemic load is the, versus index yeah and you look at so we think of potatoes is pretty much just white rice but not sweet potatoes
1: correct right or so, even the blue potatoes and new potatoes are different better. from
0: the classic giant russet potatoes okay you got are, pa- regular pasta you got regular pasta then you got whole wheat pasta and then what you you guys use what we do i assume the rice pasta uh-huh so Long a better a better carb? No, it's not. No, no, not the rice. Maybe pasta? even worse than oh, the really? whole Yes. Oh, great.
1: Okay, I didn't know that. Well, and even when you you go down the all this whole grain goodness is it's too much, but even within that, you know, highly processed flour versus less highly processed flour, and if if somebody said well what is the best way to eat these carbs and you know you've got a sweet potato versus a a russet potato and the ancient grains versus the highly processed grains and i would say yeah and then you go down sourdough versus the other way
0: Uh, yeah i was to say like with with bread i mean obviously there's you know whole wheat bread that's what we had roman meal whole wheat bread which you know not just
1: brown brown white bread bread, yeah. yeah
0: and you know but now today you've got and I don't know. I, I look at it in question, but you got like a wasn't it famous Dave's or there's some with the brand of bread that's uh-huh. all the seeds and nuts and yeah and the, has an Ezekiel brand and well Ezekiel which has sprouted. Uh-huh. And i understand that that's better. Yeah. But we still got carbs. Now that that's well, what, is it better if you eat it every day and and how much and how and much how much how, yeah. how much quantity and and frequency quantity and frequency yeah. of carbs. But that's one type of carb. Then we've got the carbs of fruit and vegetables i mean those are well yeah
1: almost everything will have a carb except meat straight up meat or straight up coconut that's true because like even
0: beans or avocados
1: will have carbs aren't in
0: them. beans like a protein carb combo
1: yes um but beans are, are pretty high in carbs legumes yeah and that, that's what i mean that our culture has just been built on carbs and then it went low fat in the 70s 60s 70s 80s and then it went high carb in the 60s 70s 80s 90s and in the 90s we kind of had beginnings of low carb paleo well now we're nearly 30 95 05 you know 25 years later and a third of us are diabetic pre-diabetic so it right along with that is a dramatically lowering consistency of exercise yeah yeah and those are the two Chief issues.
0: And the thing that, that I get uh, disappointed in it is the health foods out there that are billed as healthy, that are allowed to have whatever branding on them, that are horrific. The amount, yeah. especially in sugar. Like, well, I, you
1: just said it. You thought that rice pasta was better than the other pasta. Yeah. It might even be worse. Yeah. Okay. And the gluten-free bread is almost guaranteed worse in many respects compared to um, Ezekiel bread.
0: It is. It's processed, highly processed. Junk. Highly, I, I don't yeah. and I don't eat eat that. But you know, looking at um, like Greek yogurt, you know, that's the you get the healthiest Greek yogurt. You can pick up one that'll have six grams, five six four grams of sugar uh, per serving, and then you can have the you know what's billed as the healthiest one over here with fifteen. 20, I mean, just gargantuan amount of sugar. That's the one that gets me that people think they are eating
1: Well, they're healthy. doing Dannon and you'll play in the Kroger brand of yogurt and things like that, thinking
0: yogurt's a health food. And then the amount of sugar that's in there. But but even amongst the brands, you can take like, a, what's the Stonyfield or yeah. Is that what it is? You know, and they've got healthy ones and you can have one and then one next to it and depending on what the label is and the sugar is is doubled no different than you know we've got briars so if we're going to get ice cream right we're going to get briars you get natural briars it has five ingredients sugar no corn syrup five ingredients natural vanilla the one right next because they got like three or four different french vanilla they've got homemade vanilla and look at the ingredients it's three times more ingredients more sugar corn syrup all the crap that's right
1: within the same brand within the same brand and the actually uh that's right the homemade one i think or whatever it was very confusing like the natural mm-hmm. one was
0: it had the a and it's like wow what it's the a good, confusion yeah there. it's a yeah. different product uh same i see that with um um even the the milks you get almond milk coconut milk i mean how many of the, you got cashew milk you got oat milk now all those and again one here the you know original uh vanilla whatever you can look at it in the sugar between one or the other, same brand right next to each other is double, triple yeah. on those. And it f- that, so- that, that is what
1: I mean that. And then even into the healthier, uh, quote unquote, kind of a drink of just something that's not water, like Hint or something like that. What are they using to create the flavor? And now you've got Stevia and mung fruit and all of the, you know, Xylitol and all of these.
0: We just got the soda stream. Did I tell yeah, you that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, which Uh I love just from an environmental, we quit buying cans and bottles and whatever. So I like that, but then it came or no, I don't know if it came with, or or our kids got it for us for Christmas. They got us the, you know, soda stream flavoring little thing. And I don't even think they say, no, it's a, it's a, it's a a bottle Uh and it says, you know, put in three drops, which is impossible because it just pours out. But what the heck is it? If it's not. Sugar, corn, stuff. So it's some... It's something. It's some, is it stevia? Is it... I don't even know. So I, I quit using that. But, you know, I just, yeah, I just want to point out, though, that you and I could have a a, a breakfast. Let's just take a, a healthy breakfast, okay? We've got uh, granola. We've got a non-dairy milk, whatever, soy milk, mm-hmm. coconut milk. Uh, Which
1: isn't, by definition, more healthy than milk. Exactly. It's- then we've got
0: our yogurt, our healthy Greek you know, yogurt. And, uh, I mean, just, just if we take those three items right there, you could have one with per serving close to 50 grams of sugar.
1: Well, you left off the healthy fruit juices.
0: Yeah. Okay. then 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 a juice. So I'm over here with my water and then the lower lowest sugar. And I could be probably close. I don't know if I could get under 10 grams of sugar, but I mean, it's a dramatic amount. And then you do that every day every meal and you think you're doing healthy and we're not I and mean, it's forcing us to take the container and look at the sugar content though of course the best thing is to be eating foods that don't, have a, say, and don't, don't have, have a container don't have a
1: container there's not that much sugar and broccoli and eggs and avocado and vegetables and and but it's you and i we like I'm on a Perrier, lime Perrier kind of thing, and Lacroix has another kind of whatever. And you know, it, it's because I am doing less wine at night, and I do want some flavor and some whatever yeah. else. Well, I could choose, try to choose, to be satisfied with water and just you know be done with it. But we're all humans, and we're all think of that way. You and I we're are all led same, by our appetites. We're led and by by our you and I are led
0: no less than the no, no next less. person. And
1: that's where I feel so sorry for a third of Americans who are now out there and we're talking to the aspiring people and we're saying there, there is a better way to satisfy your appetites righteously, if I use that word. Oh,
0: that's a Com- bad word. That's a judgmental <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay.
1: health, But we are healthy. making a judgment that, th- that the box of Cheerios is not as good as a different way to eat breakfast. It's not.
0: According to our parameters and of judgment, well, sure, and that you could come to the CDC and the diabetes, and they're gonna, they'll line that out. That yeah, this amount of sugar and this you know form, and they'll back up. Will they? A, no, I'm gonna say that they that their
1: parameters are subpar. That they that the American Heart Association puts a stamp of approval on Cheerios as a heart healthy. Yeah, that's true. And and there is a huge debate about this, right?
0: Like now we're at policy level. And funny though, I, mean, we, I have infants babies that we gave Cheerios. I mean, that was like the healthy thing, you know, a little bag of Cheerios to keep the kid quiet during church yeah. or whatever. And now I would use it as packing peanuts. I'm
1: not gonna- That's right. Or, or a treat a, or a cake. I, as cake, that's right. And I, uh, Mark Hyman, I can't remember what book, uh, I think it's in his last one, this Food Fix, says something along these lines, that if we were to step back from that big picture view and take a look at the consequences of death, dismemberment, if you look at the consequences of diabetes and you lose a foot, blindness, um, the consequences of the the kinds of food that we eat. If we knew that another country had injected our society with Cheerios, with sugar, we would go to war Mm -hmm. because it's wrecking the way of life, it's killing people, it's taking away vitality, it's putting people in nursing homes, it's creating dementia. And we're feeding our
0: kids this stuff Mm -hmm. willingly. And I feel sorry for us. I I have, my wife has a grandmother in a home uh, who has lived a a long life. Now she hasn't been very able-bodied for a long time. She's been lingering as you talk about for a long time, which to me is not much of a life. And I see the pictures every time that they're having dinner with grandma, they post online and it is not life-giving food. It's a, a tray of brown carbohydrate uh, food and it's it looks a lot like the food that is served in public schools and, and they're being militant on wearing a mask and I think man, that is not the most uh, that's not the thing that's most jeopardizing her health right now is is that possibility I mean we, we, we talked about food but now another piece of this is exercise how does that yeah factor into yeah. diabetes does it just yeah. help regulate
1: yeah you got to spend the food right? If you're going to put it in, you got to spend it. And what we do in America is we eat a breakfast that is way overbalanced in carbohydrates. Uh-huh. And then we don't and then we go sit in our car on the way to work and we sit at work and then it's lunchtime and we eat because it's lunchtime, but we haven't spent a 10th of what we just ate. We haven't spent it, but then people are hungry and, it's, and we go into all of why am I hungry if I'm, you know, and it's not that you're not hungry. I'm not debating that. But how can somebody who's 10, 20, 40, 100 pounds overweight actually be hungry? It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. So, but you are. And sometimes they're the hungriest. I mean, their body that right. so Your inefficient. Your body is so not inefficient, but it has trained into, yes, we eat now. And yes, we're Wait, hungry. Wait, so you're saying it's just mental? It's very efficiently taking what you eat and packing it away. Okay. But it's ready for the next time because you've trained it to be that way okay and packing it away and you know we're doing our fasting club training people up to prolonged fasting once a week and John's doing it well he's not an overweight guy but he was going to become that was my conjecture he carries his weight well and he would make a good caveman where you get to eat and then you don't eat for three days because now you got to go find some more stuff and his body would do that pretty well he would and I think you know that's that's we we are all built to do that. Yeah. And now we live in a society where we eat too much breakfast and we don't spend it. Then we go and eat, eat lunch and we don't spend that. And then it's dinner time and then we go to bed after watching TV. That that we are we our society is perfectly built to create diabetes. Yeah. And we are, and unfortunately most of us are not in the aspiring crowd. We want a pill and we want trillions of dollars in R and D to be spent on this. And then we don't want to pay for the pill. If the pill were going to cost what it ought to cost and people had to pay for it and you had to quit eating so much and save your money over here and over to buy the pill, um, but it's not going to be that way. It's not. I,
0: it's I was, just the Super Bowl is coming up in what a week or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Watch the ads. It's going to be <laughs> Doritos, <laughs> food and ads, Oreos, and what. And if there's something that's on there that says healthy, like some yogurt, look at the sugar content on mm-hmm. the back.
1: Well, I do remember last year there was an ad for avocados.
0: Oh, well, God! And I have seen this pistachio ones too, like from the Pistachios, United, yeah. you know, Association of Pistachio Growers, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, we'll, we'll okay. go with them. We'll support them. Yeah okay uh
1: there i I, it's it's a hard topic to stop talking about um but on the exercise thing one of of the things i wanted to say is lean muscle mass for people to understand that lean muscle mass you know we do a bia right that's going to measure and it's complex to do a you know how much body fat do you have and the content and that kind of thing but to know in in the opposite of lean muscle mass is the skinny fat somebody who's not technically overweight but you got you know cellulite kind of stuff and, and i tell women sort of jokingly what you want is a bigger butt the lean muscle part of that not the fat content oh. you want a bigger core because your glute
0: back quad hams. So that is your core well they even talk about that if you want to build muscle bodybuilding or whatever, one of the it's almost like a catalyst is quads and glutes, isn't it, for some reason? Because it's so big or uh, well, well, I don't know. I don't know about bodybuilding,
1: but in it is your total amount of lean muscle mass, mass is take it in whole, an endocrine organ. Endocrine meaning hormonal. It is a part of the control mechanism of insulin resistance and sensitivity mm. because muscle is highly sensitive to insulin why well because when you exercise your muscle you're you got to get glucose in there fast and efficiently
0: are you saying more muscle is a hormone regulator is that what you
1: yes think? yes not heard that no you haven't and and you know and people don't think about that about it that way it's think of a waterbed and how sloshy it is remember the 70s and a lot of people had waterbed i had a friend with a waterbed and he had no baffle in it i'm like how can you stand this because you move and it wiggles around that's america with their insulin glucose they're flopping all over the place because those people who also have hunger and and they can't you know if you go two three hours away from and they want a snack and they say i'm hypoglycemic they're not but they feel it right so they, they they've got pounds of extra energy stored on their body but in that moment they feel low energy and they got to go get a snack yeah that's like that waterbed sloshing around from hyper to hypo from hyper to hypo and you put a baffle in there that's what reducing your carbs that's what exercise is lean muscle mass is a big baffle it removes those and that's what you and i go to say you ought to be able to go three days and and we have and you can still exercise it doesn't kill you you're not going to die you might have a wave of hunger but then you go on and many americans can't do that they wouldn't die but they would feel very very bad that's that waterbed withdrawal yeah they, they go through withdrawal and part of that withdrawal is lack of lean muscle mass which means lack of the appropriate kinds of consistent exercises that creates lean muscle mass
0: I hope that does justice. I know there's so much. I think people get it. And it's a great show, I think, to send to people who are not aware of what is causing this. Yeah. Yeah all right friends this should give you some key understanding of your own diabetes risk and what you can do coming up in our next uh, episode on peak wellness we hit another big issue brought up by this initial question that i asked if you had a magic pill what health issue would you most like fixed and this one's just on food the issues around food eating healthy food not eating too much things like that and we start off by showcasing how food is really our greatest and most lethal drug and we're all addicted me too absolutely so we're trying to manage that addiction uh we're not going to eradicate it because we can't stop eating food but our hope is to upgrade the addiction to less harmful sources friends thank you for tuning into self-helpful where i curate the sea of new personal development materials and help you integrate wisdom into your life because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others